You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. And as we do every Thursday, my old buddy from ESPN, Mike Sando, joins us. I've been doing a series going division by division, breaking down the draft classes, but we're going to take a little break and we're going to talk fifth year options with Mike. How you doing, man? I am doing great. Uh, it was a fun draft, and uh, yeah, with Jack Conklin's situation yesterday, I think this is a great topic. So let's let's hit it. Yeah, and to be honest, some of these are pretty easy, and the majority yeah. of them are out now. The other ones, I think, we can speculate on. But this mm-hmm. is the Goff Wentz class, and obviously, both their options were picked up. Uh, I would th- I would think extensions are coming. Yeah, I would think so. Um, because even if you, everyone says, well, boy, once you get a paid quarterback, then it's really hard. And it does make it harder long term. But, you know, sometimes in the first year of that deal, you know, it doesn't like you don't have the huge cap number yet. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think when you've got your guy, you want to do a deal with him. It's a little complicated with Wentz because of the injuries. But I, I, you know, I think that just really affects possibly the price more than whether you're going to do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And then I think the next three are in that same boat. They're position players, though. Zeke, Ramsey, or I'm sorry, Bosa, Zeke, Ramsey, I would think all were in line for extensions. All were obviously picked up. Yeah, and you feel like with Bosa and Elliott, you know, there's going to be long-term deals. I think with Jalen Ramsey, there probably is too, but it was not a great year for anybody in Jacksonville last year mm-hmm. and with the Coughlin regime and, you know, they've had their issues with Leonard Fournette and they haven't had as many issues with Jalen Ramsey, but I think they want to see a, it'd be in everybody's best interest for him to have a good year. And then you, you know, break the bank <laughs> probably on that one. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, then we go Ronnie Stanley to Forrest Buckner. That, that rounds out the top seven, all of which were hits. I mean, that's a pretty strong start to a draft. Buckner, I think, should be a star. And I would think extensions are coming with them. Obviously, their options were picked up. And then we come to Conklin at eight when he's kind of an odd situation. Conklin, to me, is really interesting. Now, he's had the injury. Um, I assume that's what it's driven by, don't you think? Yeah, and I yeah, and I've just heard that he's, you know, that he's not, I don't think he's ready right now. You know, I think... Uh, that remains to be seen the extent of the injury, the rehab, all of that. I think they shut him down late in the year, but, um, you know, he was kind of, there were people who thought he was the best player in that draft, you know, not that you were going to take him number one overall, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got quarterbacks and pass rushers, but, um, that just, if you were to give ratings for all the players at their position, right. Not valuations, but, but he would have come out as, you know, really, really high, I'd forgotten how much they gave up for him. I mean, this is a major deal. They went from 15 to 8, you know, gave up, um, you know, there was a second and third round picks, I think, were involved. And yeah. they they really went all in for him. And After Taylor um, Lewan, right right before that, looked like they're, you know, they're, they're bookends for years to come. Yeah, Lewan's been good. He was the previous regime, but... You know, that's that's one of the first big moves that John Robinson made as the GM of the um, Titans. And I, it feels to me like they've kind of been in honeymoon honeymoon mode a little bit. But when this happened, I felt like, OK, we're shifting out of honeymoon mode now. And, you know, Mariota is going to be evaluated this year. But we're just it's just a reminder that we're closer to everyone being evaluated. And when you have those big misses, you know, and they got 
Corey Davis was a high pick that I don't think everyone's overly excited about yet. Mm-hmm. Um, they just drafted a really good player who's got a torn ACL is going to contribute right away. Um, hmm. You know, caught my attention. What about yeah, you? yeah, I hear what you're saying. I mean, it is an odd situation. My immediate thought was they're worried about his health. I mean, maybe that's just the yeah. short of it all, and maybe uh, they do sign an extension to him, you know, later yeah. on down the road. I mean, they still have, you know, 365 days to deal with it. Yep. Yep, um, that could be. This next group, I think, is when it starts to get interesting. And I don't know about you, but I think that when in doubt, if you're on the fence, usually teams pick up the option. And to me, Leonard Floyd at 9, Vernon Hargraves at 11, they weren't slam dunks. No, I mean, Leonard Floyd, seven sacks as a rookie, four and a half in 2017 and four last year. And we can talk all we want about, you know, sacks aren't a great measure. I always, you know, I always say bull. Every great pass rusher has a lot of them. <laughs> right, yeah, it's it's like, important. Yeah. Yeah, Reggie White only had a few, rarely got sacks. It's like, no, he got a lot of them because he beat his guy and he right, hit the quarterback, yeah. right? Yes. So, um, yeah, you'd like to see probably uh, more production there. But I like what you're saying. It's just like the way contracts are now, the the option in some of these, if you're a good player, like, you know, he's a good player as part of their plans. It's just a placeholder. You know, it's cheaper than letting him go to the market. And you'd rather have him than not have him at that price. Right, right. It's not overwhelming. Um, the Saints had two decisions. They said no to Eli Apple, yes to Sheldon Rankin's. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't think there's a whole lot of shock with that. No, no. I mean, Eli Apple was just an opportunistic pickup by them, not somebody they're looking to build around. Um, Tunsil was picked up. Again, that's an easy one. No news yet on Carl Joseph, and I wonder what they'll yeah. do. They just drafted a similar safety. Yeah, I don't see that one. We also, I think, do we miss Vernon Hargraves at 11? That was uh, mentioned uh, him. He, he, was he, was, picked okay, up he was picked up. That so. one shocked me, too, though. Yeah, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I guess they get another, they don't want to give up, you know. <laughs> you don't want to admit the error yet, um, so we'll see. But, yeah, I don't feel great about him or Carl Joseph. So, um, you yeah, know, new regime's a big part of it in Oakland, too. They just drafted a guy who they're going to build around in that secondary. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Corey Coleman at 15 is next on the list. I mean, he's bounced around the league. He will not be picked up. He signed a one-year tenure um, with the Giants in March, so he's kind of a different situation, but hasn't had a raging successful career, that's for sure. And then Taylor Decker and Keanu Neal and Ryan Kelly and Shaq Lawson all were picked up. They were picks 16 through 19. Was was Shaq Lawson picked up, though? I thought he Oh, wasn't. he was, did not pick up Shaq Lawson. He was Those, not picked up. I think, right. Yeah, t- Taylor Decker was picked up, which yes. is natural. I know, you know... He, they got to try to be building around him um, sure. on that offensive line. You can't be parting with him. Uh, they need more offensive linemen, not fewer. Um, yeah, the other two, I think, are fairly straightforward. I think Chris Ballard plans to pick up Ryan Kelly. They haven't done it yet, but they've got till May third. Now we say, what's the rush? I mean, they're you know, if the guy uh, you know does something that changes how you feel about him, why not take all the time? Yeah, I think Lawson may have been somewhat of a decision. Not that he's great, but. Is he that much worse than Leonard Floyd? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. edge guys are expensive. Keep him around one more year, see what you get. Uh, I, I kind of thought he might get it because when in doubt, they get picked up. Yeah, yep, yep. But he's not, I think that's actually, have they, 
I don't think they've declared publicly, but it's, he's not expected to be picked up. Not expected to be picked up, exactly. So that might change. Some of these might change, yep. and a couple of them are undecided at this point. Um, yep. Quick break, and then we'll do 20 through 32. We'll be right back. Uh, Deron Lee with the Jets. There's no news, but there's no chance he gets picked up, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, and you know, new regime. I know the, the GM is still there, but yeah, you don't see that happening. No. Uh, Will Fuller. They will exercise. Yeah. I think that's an easy one. Um, Doxon not picked up. Yeah, and we have have a run of three straight wide receivers. Yeah, we should mention Treadwell too, not picked up. Yeah, yeah, Treadwell not picked up. I, you know, there's a lot of misses once you get this this part of the draft. But I always feel like with receivers, it just feels like if if you're not the total package who goes in the top five, then you're really rolling the dice on these guys. How many guys do you see picked at nine? Because John Ross can run really fast, but he isn't really the whole package. I, I, there's just a lot of misses. <laughs> and we got a, got a couple of them here, you know, at least with Treadwell not yeah. getting picked up. And I think it's interesting because it really shows, we, got, we talked about this leading up to the draft, that every team has 12, 15 guys that they have first-round grades on. But yeah. after that, Pick 20 isn't that much different than pick 40. And you start to see that here with a lot more misses, a lot more guys not picked up. Yeah, and that's why some of those smart teams are bailing out of there. You know, um, Colts did it this year. They got it picked up a two next year, and they're happy with the guy they got in the second this year, and they're not, they didn't need to take someone. So I think that's a good. Good strategy. You do see some teams move the other way and go up. You know, you're maybe you're trying to keep your team. <laughs> you know, you're 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 up against the wall a little bit, or you think you've got a good team already, and we just need to fill this need. But um, yeah, I, I I think there's evidence to get out of there. Yeah, I mean, a team like the Giants might be thrilled that they have the option to pick up a fifth year with DeAndre Baker. But I mean, again, the, the level mm-hmm. of talent usually isn't. You know, a, a line of demarcation after round one into round two. It's usually around number twenty. Yeah, isn't it interesting too? And so now, now we get move on from those wide receivers. You got remember the the draft three years ago. We we had uh, at twenty four the Bengals got William Jackson, and everybody thought that's who the Steelers wanted at twenty five, and the Steelers took Artie Burns. So yeah, two corners, and it was just a you know kind of a hit and miss. And what's funny is because I bring that up a lot because we often talk about Artie Burns around here. If it wasn't Fuller, Docks, and Treadwell, I bet the Bengals take one of those receivers because they just lost Sanu, they just lost Marvin Jones. So I bet when they're sitting at 24 and there's three receivers on the board yep. at 21, they're feeling comfortable. And then they went, wow. I mean, roundhouse yeah. to the chin, jab to the nose, and then, you know, an uppercut. And then, wow, we better do something. And then the ripple effect are the Steelers end up with Artie Burns. Yeah. Jackson's going to get um, extended. He's going to pick up the option. I'm sure Burns will not. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, like, I remember the Vike, the, the Bengals internally, you know, some of their people were really crestfallen when those receivers went off. When's the last time? Th- what are the odds of right. three receivers in a row right before we're going to pick? And I can't remember who they would have picked. You know, was it Doxson? I can't remember. But I bet they've been happy but, with any of them at the time. But they're better off with William Jackson. Right. They end up winning you know, in the end. Right. Right. It's like, careful what you wish for. You, you, it just shows how much you don't know. Exactly, exactly. And Jackson's been a heck of a player for him. Burns has not for the Steelers. He may not even make the final team. Paxton Lynch obviously was not, <laughs> and he's not going to be picked up, but Kenny Clark was. Those are the next two. Kenny Clark was, and, you know, good player, but I remember at the time thinking, um, you know, God, do you want 
do you want to be taking interior defensive linemen um, in the first round? And if you looked at that draft, and I, I mean, this was this isn't three year later hindsight, but I I believe there were some really good receivers that, and, and just skill position guys that went off in that second round. Um, and I remember at the time saying, just talking to somebody who was a coach on a different team, saying, I think that you know, even if Kenny Clark's good, which he is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that enough bang for your buck? Maybe yeah, it is. I really like the player, but it's a good it's a good topic. It's a good philosophical way of looking at it. Um, the The end of the first round was Josh Garnett. He is not getting picked up. Nim no news yet. Vernon Butler oh, not yeah. not getting picked up, and a Fetty I would imagine will not get picked up. How I mean, could Arizona pick up? You know, on uh, on that D tackle, he hasn't done. He's not anything. anything consistently. Effetti, I also would think they probably wouldn't, but I I do think that they feel better about him now, you know, than two years ago. I think the scheme change, having Mike Solari come in, um, having Tom Cable leave, has been really good for him. The emphasis on the running game has been good for him. He's a guy who I almost felt sorry for. You know, I mean, he was just, and I, and I live in the Seattle area, so I'm more attuned to the criticism, but. He was really getting ripped and hammered all the time, and I, I felt like the fit was part of the reason. You know, he needed to be in a different scheme, and now that he's in that different scheme, it's not like he's a Pro Bowl tackle, but I think he has some value. I think he's good enough to start for them. I feel bad for some of the guys that are the 31st, 32nd pick. You know, like, he's a first-rounder, but he's a bust. Like, he's the last pick of the round, and he really yeah. easily probably, most of those guys easily could have went 45th, and then you'd be happy with them. Um, yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just yes. it's it's stupid sorta. Um if you notice there was only thirty one because that was deflategate. The Patriots did not have a pick, so only thirty one options. So that gives you a rundown of those. Uh, another quick break, and then we're gonna do a fun exercise when we come back. It's gonna be kind of a lightning round. All right, here's what I want to do, Mike. Let's pretend we're going to talk about the 2017 class, and we're going to buzz through these 32 names very fast. Yes or no, if if it was a year from now, it's amazing. This is the Miles Garrett class already. I mean, things happen so fast in the NFL, and I always think about that when the fifth-year option things come around. And just give me a yes or no on these 32 names, all right? Okay, let's go. Miles Garrett. Yes. Trubisky. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, because of the nature of the position. Don't love uh, him, but... Right. He'd have to really fall on his face this year to not get it. How about Solomon Thomas? No. No, I think their actions this offseason in San Francisco show that, uh, you know, they've basically done a redraft of that that draft, of that that first round. Yeah, I mean, that's the third pick overall, not getting it. My hunch is Leonard Fournette would be a no. No, Carl. Yeah. I don't see how Tom Coughlin, they can reward him. Right. Uh, I mean, he just... And he's beat up. I mean, the angles yeah, are... Yeah, yeah. He, just, he wasn't a good pick at the time. Right, right. That was a 1985 pick. Yep. You mentioned Corey Davis. I think my hunch is I'm higher on him than you, but maybe you're dialed into the team. I think he's an easy pickup, um, but I'm sure they want a little more out of him. Yeah, I think this is an important year for him that where he could play his way out of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, let's see. I mean, it's 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 not a slam dunk to me, um, but they may need him. Jamal Adams. Uh, yeah. Mike Williams. Yep. Hmm. 
I lean towards yes. I just like I lean the towards glimpses, yes also. But... Yeah, I like the glimpses. He could play his way out of it or be injured or something. But these guys I think all still seem so towards... young. <laughs> you know, like I've hardly I even seen Mike Williams yet. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I sort of feel like it's trending more towards yes. I do too. I think he's in for a breakout type of year. Yep. And Christian McCaffrey's an easy one. Slam dunk, yes. John Ross is an easy one. And no. Patrick Mahomes is kind of an easy one. <laughs> I don't think he's getting to the fifth year option. I think they're he's got a lot uh, to prove. I think they're gonna get a contract before that. <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore. Probably picked up unless something happens, right? Yeah, I think he's an easy one too. Yep. Most of these are easy, usually at the top of the draft. Um Deshaun Watson, of course. Easy. Yes. Great player. Hassan Reddick with the Cardinals. No. I, I mean, he's going to be like five regimes removed from whoever drafted him. <laughs> right, right. Who are you again? Yeah. Oh, uh, I was thinking of that looking at this draft. You know, it's easy to play what if, but but I I believe you can fairly play what if at the quarterback position, and that's a crusher for Arizona. Think of all the things they've done oh, because Deshaun because Houston went up and got Deshaun Watson or whatever, or Patrick. You know, I mean, Patrick uh, Kansas City went up and got Pat Mahomes. Oh, if one of those guys had gone to Arizona and they had him. I mean, Bruce Arians would probably still be there, you know? Yeah. I mean, they've done Rosen. They've right. done, I mean, the whole league would be different. Yeah. So, You're 100% um, right. yeah. Th- those yep. trade ups were huge that year. And good quarterback yep. class, obviously. Yeah. Derek Barnett, the 14th pick with the Eagles. I'm not sure I have a strong feeling uh, one way or another on that one. I don't either. Yeah. I don't have a strong feeling on him either, um, which means it's not an obvious yes, you know? Right. <laughs> I would think Malik Hooker's a yes, but I also don't feel like I've seen much of him yet either. Yeah, I don't feel it's a slam dunk. Probably. I mean, the price mm-hmm. probably isn't going to be prohibitive, but I don't think that's a, I think that's a pick if they could do over again. They don't necessarily go down the same path, you know, and, that, and that's a lesson. You know, when you look at first round, look what they're doing now. You know, they're, they're trading out of there to get more of these second rounders that they keep hitting on enough to make it worthwhile. So maybe that would be something they would do. Yeah, I think that was more of a Pagano single high Ed Reed clone as opposed to the defense are running now too. Yeah, you know, no, I'm with you. I'm um, with you. Marlon Humphrey at 16, I think is probably a yes. Yeah, I mean he's kind of what a part-time starter. Um I think he's ascending. Yeah, but another what he's played he's played 30 games in 2 years. He started 13 of them. He's got four picks. I don't think you're unhappy. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. you're unhappy, but corners uh, are expensive. Yeah. You know, yeah, corners are expensive. So, uh, yeah. Jonathan Allen's a yes to me, but he's another one yeah. that I mean, any guy that misses a whole year, it's like I'm not really sure, but I think I liked him enough the last yeah. I saw him. I would lean towards a yes. Yeah. How yep. about a Dory Jackson? Player. I think he's a yes. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I think OJ Howard's a yes, and I think yeah, he's I think a breakout. He's an easy. Yes. He's an easy yes. Who's going to have a big year? Probably. I think he's a really good player. I do, too. I think he might be the next great tight end, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Garrett Bowles, to me, has to be a no, right? <sighs> yeah, Tackles you would think pricey, not. Maybe Munchak yeah. gets a hold of him and we change our tune, but he is not. Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think that could happen. I mean, we're talking about just the fifth-year option. We're not talking about, um, you know, doing the long-term deal. It's buying a year. You know, sometimes you just want to buy a year and look at a guy. And I think with Munchak coming in, it's one of the – biggest coaching moves of the off season that, you know, could tell us a lot about, you know, Jawan James, the, the whole thing there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I hear you. I mean, I don't think that one's set in stone yet. Jared Davis with the lions, I would say is a little on the disappointing side. Yeah, but could be, yeah. he could be picked up. 
Could be. I mean, like you said, it's not like writing them a huge check with a signing bonus and a yep. three-year extension. It's, we'll just buy another year and see, you know. I mean, when in doubt, yep. you might as well do it. Maybe the cap goes up. Uh, Charles Harris yeah. of the Dolphins. I would think no. Yeah, no. You're just reserved. You're, you're another removed from the people who took them. You know, I think that's mm-hmm. a big factor. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Evan Engram. You know, I would be just uh, from 30,000 feet, I would say, yeah. But, um, you know, that's a different regime there, too. And they're going to this, you know, they get, they're they building around the back. They traded Beckham. So let's watch how they use him this year. You know, are they going to are they going to view him as a tight end? I think he'll be cheap enough that you would do it. So I'm going to say yes, but I'm not 100% sure that they're as much in love with him as we the people who drafted right, him would yeah, yeah. be or, or that we are. You know what I mean? I so do let's see what keep you're an saying, eye on him. But, yeah. I mean, I would pick up the option and trade him then. You know, like somebody, yeah, I wouldn't just I let think him you walk pick away. It up. Right? Yeah, I yeah. agree. You pick it up. Um, you I would pick think, it up, but do they do a long-term deal? I don't think it's guaranteed. Right. Maybe that's a better way of looking at with these guys, too, is the year after that. Gary and Conley's, uh, who knows? Yeah, that's but tough. I would, right. I mean, make or break type of year, probably. Yeah. Yep. I would think Jabril Peppers is a yes after you trade for him. I would think so. Yeah. Yep. Assuming he's close to what you think he is in that deal. Yep. Uh, Tack McKinley, I would lean towards yes. I would lean towards yes, but I think it's not real. You strong. know, an important an important season for him and them. You know, I mean, they they had to fire all their coaches. They're not all of them, but you know, their coordinators and stuff this last year. So, if they have an injury plagued year or things don't go well, you never know. You know, is there is there changes coming? I think that's one you you. You know, write it in pencil. Mm-hmm. Tre Davis White, I think, is in pen. Yeah, I think he's an easy one to pick up. Good player. They got to be happy with him. Paco Charlton. I mean, he is. He's like a non-contributor still. Yep. Yep. I agree. I, I don't think that's a slam dunk. I think Najoku gets picked up at thirty or twenty-nine. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably picked up. But one thing to now he was dra- he was not drafted by John Dorsey, correct? That's true. Right. That was the so three that year. So keep that in mind, okay? Because mm-hmm. John Dorsey's been very active. You know, they've picked up other guys. Um, that may be, they may be living together, but not married. Yeah. I mean, again, maybe you pick up the option, but you don't resign him to the long-term deal type of thing. Yep. yep. But he he could also be that, a breakout guy. That's one guy. where he could be a breakout guy. I think if you're a Browns fan, you feel like you want to, you know, you, I'm just saying don't assume. Don't assume mm-hmm. with the regime change that that's a given. Yeah, I think that's well said. Kind of like the Engram situation. Yep. Um, the last three, I think, are very easy. T.J. Watt is a yes. Ruben Foster is a no. And Ryan Ramchek is a yes. Yeah, I, th- I think so, too. Now, Ruben Foster is not on the 49ers anymore. So mm-hmm. if he has a great season. I guess it's possible, yeah. Potential, um, you know, I wouldn't just rule it out. Um, maybe you want to take another peek at him. Yeah, I mean, they brought him in, and maybe they love him, and maybe they trust him to be a good boy and all those things. I guess that's possible. It's, it's different. That, you know, it's not doing the long-term deal. So, you know, you, but it, but it's a step towards that. I, you know, I think you're showing some good faith. So, um, yeah, you lean towards no now, but uh, I would, I'd write it in pencil. Yeah, I guess that one's not as set as stone as I assume. I mean, anyone that changes teams during this time, I immediately think, ah, they won't get picked up. But that's not necessarily true. Yep. Um, Mike, this is a wrap. You have a big article coming out tomorrow, right? What, what's, what's I do. People yeah, look for? we'll have a we'll have a lot to uh, talk about next week. It's just it'll be a look at the drafts. It'll be draft related. So oh, cool! Excited about that. But need to get cranking here. I've got a flight back uh, home tonight. Been on the road and uh, need to get 
beat this deadline. I got you. I got you. T- tough work as a reporter, and I noticed your uh, <laughs> noticed your doggy wasn't snoring through this one, so you're on the road. It- That's great. I am on the road. Yeah. I, the do- when the dog starts snoring, we got Boston Terriers. I have a f- I, like my foot. I try to pet him with my foot so that it keeps him awake because I, my life is on the phone talking to sure. source. Sometimes you're on the phone with a general manager or something, and you don't want it to sound like you know you're in an army bunk or some guys. <laughs> Next right. to you, but yeah, but you know, with the dogs, you love them so much that you tell you tolerate a lot more Heck than you yeah. probably should because you just love them. But yeah, if you're snoring in the background, I swear it's not a it's not a person, it's not me. <laughs> right. It no, could be Duke or Chuck. Those are the two. Those are the two big culprits of snoring in our house. <laughs> All right, Michael, I will let you go. Safe travels. We will talk again next Thursday, and folks, I'll be back tomorrow. I will break down the NFC North draft. Is what we'll be doing tomorrow. So over and out.